Welcome to Simulator Review, helping you find quality flight simulation with the world's most comprehensive listings and reviews of simulators. A warm welcome to episode 4 of our podcast for the flight simulation community. My name is Alexis and I'm joined again by my two colleagues from simulatorreview.com, Andrew. Hi there. And Elliot. Hello. If you have listened to the previous three episodes and made it to this one, well done and welcome back. For a bit of background on us and our website, simulatorreview.com, episodes 1 and 2 give a great introduction. In this episode, we want to start looking at some of our blue pin featured reviews for a simulator which we have visited. As well as chatting about the review itself, which you can read on our website, we want to give you some background of our review and some discussion on what we thought the venue was like. Before that, we go to our regular simulator news update, where we cover news at simulatorreview.com and in the wider simulator community. And for this, we go over to Elliot. So Elliot, what have you got for us with simulator news this week? Thanks, Alexis. I thought this week we'd look at some of the venues that are starting to open and uh, offer their services to the public again. So they're looking at doing a phased reopening, they're calling it. And we're seeing quite a few venues uh, offer up some information about how they're going to go about doing this. So I think what we'll see is um, more time between sessions. So they allow a bit of time for cleaning after each one so all the surfaces you might touch uh, a lot of the facilities some of the briefing rooms door handles etc as well as the yoke and the throttles they're going to be encouraging better basic hygiene and a few of the places we've seen are going to be saying that they'll require you to wear a mask when you go in as well so might make communicating a little bit difficult with the instructor but we'll see how that pans out some venues have said it'll be one customer at a time, no spectators. Uh, they'll expect a bit of social distancing. And something that was interesting to see is one venue up north in the UK in particular was saying they're going to start opening up with their single seat simulators first. So fighter jets, some of the older World War II stuff as well. So it's good to see that there's some plans for reopening, but I think it'll be a little bit of time still before we see the multi-crew aircraft that we tend to cover being operated okay so i think as well i've seen some of them have also made sure that any vouchers that people have bought in the interim are extended so they can use them beyond the normal expiry date because of the delays that people have booking is, is that something you've seen as well yeah i think most venues have got some sort of message most have got a, a statement on their websites explaining about the validity of vouchers some are a little more uh, specific than others because just due to the amount of voucher sites that people can buy vouchers from have got specific rules such as Groupon, buy a gift etc they've got different validity dates but I'd expect the venues to be fairly flexible when it comes to cashing these vouchers absolutely especially as lots of them have been bought as gifts as well yes so be interesting to see what they all do and how soon they all start opening up again uh, but hopefully we should see some of them open up by july time i guess yeah that's probably the earliest i'd expect to see venues fully operating great so that's uh, interesting and great to hear some uh, positive news this week 
So uh, that's all for this week's Sim News. This week's main topic is a discussion about one of our Blue Pin featured reviews, and we have chosen Simulator Adventures in Salford, Greater Manchester in the UK. If you listen to Podcast 3, you'll have heard that these feature reviews are our top ones where we have been to the venue and done a thorough in-person review to really bring you all the detail about what the venue offers and what the simulator is like. As Elliot and I went to this simulator in late 2019, Andrew will be hosting and asking the questions for our discussion this time. So over to you, Andrew, and be gentle. Thanks, Alexis. This uh, Sorry, just getting comfortable in the command chair. It's, uh, it's nice sitting in a left-hand seat now. Um, uh, the only thing I've prepared for, just a little clever little ditto I had, this is my first Picus or Picus sector. That's a podcaster in command under supervision. Yeah, yeah, you like that? It's nice. It works for me. Oh, great. Works. Thanks. I appreciate it, chat. So, uh, yeah, so welcome, everyone. So this is the Simulator Adventures Blue Pin Review. Uh, Alexis and... Elliot did this review back in November 2019, the second one that we pu- published on our website. So it's a it's an important one to us. Uh, perhaps kicking off on Alexis, why did we go to Simulator Adventures in Manchester? Why was that uh, second pick for us? It was an interesting one we found. It's it's in an area of the country in the UK that I live, and I'm familiar with most of the simulators around here. But the Simulator Adventures one is is relatively new. I think about a year or two old, and it also has two what I thought were unique features which is it was an A320 simulator and we don't see many of those most of them are 737s and it was offering full motion and I think those two things in particular caught my eye and uh, we felt that uh, we really should go and have a look at it and I think added to that the great thing about uh, going with Elliot is that Elliot obviously has a lot of experience flying A320s in real life so we could also get a really good view about how authentic it was uh, and whether it really flew like the real thing when we went. Yeah, I think Elliot's uh, coming up four years, left-hand seat with uh, Airbus now, so uh, certainly a lot of experience to draw on there. Now, uh, when you guys turned up, I think with the we wanted to see the full motion. I think that wasn't operating on the day itself. Is, is that right, or they've been working on that? Yeah, that's right. It's a really rare uh, addition for a simulator to have there's not many in the uk that are considered full motion and this venue is slightly different the full motion platform is from a company down near barcelona in spain so it's not actually a simulator designed to have the motion it's uh, a motion platform with a simulator built on top of the platform and these guys are very much one of the the first and early customers and they were just making sure they do a proper install and get the equipment working correctly before releasing it to the public, uh, which is quite understandable, really. Uh, in the Blue Pin reviews, we tend to break uh, the reviews when we visit into three parts, the simulator itself, the venue, and then the business and staff. So the simulator itself, uh, Alexis, I think one of the things that impressed us was the setup for the scenery. That seemed to be very authentic and the 220-degree wraparound screen, if I've got that right. Yes, it really benefits from a really good projection setup and a, and a good 220-degree wraparound. So when you do sit in the pilot seats, there isn't much that uh, you can't see if you turn your head to the side you have a full view of out of the side window as well and that's something we've seen in other simulators that sometimes if it's not 220 you do get those kind of black 
lines where the, the view stops at the side. I think the other thing we noticed, which was very uh, encouraging and impressive, was that there were very few black lines or artefacts on the screen where you normally have the projector views and images overlapping. Uh, so they'd really done a good job of getting that scenery to look very authentic. And, and to my mind, it was very immersive when I was sat in the seat. Uh, nice. And in terms of the experience, uh, particularly tacting can be really difficult to uh, visualise, I guess, in simulators. How, how was that? I think you did a sector, I forget where you flew from to. Was it Manchester, Birmingham? Yes, did a short sector from Manchester to Birmingham just to really put the simulator through its paces. Uh, we started at the gate and we finished, fortunately, on a runway, on the concrete rather than on the grass. Nice, nice. But um, it seemed very easy to taxi around. It seemed um, didn't seem to be too much of a, a problem to do that in terms of the view you were seeing. It, yeah, I thought it, they'd really implemented that quite well. Uh, it is quite a hard thing to do sometimes, but uh, it seemed to work well in their simulator. We nice find one. it in our largest simulators, don't we, Andrew, that taxiing a simulator around isn't the most realistic portion. Even in these multi-million pound simulators, they train us in at work. Yeah, the, um, the body doesn't seem fooled by it, does it? It's so that's much. right. So on this visit, we didn't have the, the motion platform in action that the, the A320 sim rests on. So in terms of taxiing, it's very comparable to some of the other fixed-based sims that we've been to. I think if they once they have the motion set up, hopefully what will come with that is not just the pitch and roll during flight, but during taxi, hopefully you'll have that kind of kind of interesting experience where you can feel it taxiing over over a taxiway or uh, onto a runway and bumps and, and what have you but uh, we'll, certainly when they once they've implemented that which i believe they're finishing off at the moment we're keen to go back and have another look yeah i think their website at the moment still has that being finished off but as you say hopefully when all opened up again uh, that'll be operating in terms of the immersion within a simulator uh, visuals are a key part of it, but I guess the actual feel of the thrust levers and the, in this case, a side stick. Al, how did that compare to uh, what you used to uh, at the office each day? Uh, yeah, so Alexis flew the sector. I was purely supervising him behind, uh, as always. And I did have a lean over. I did try the thrust levers, and it's all very good. Um, something I think we should point out early on that the owners and the developers of this simulator and the business are actually pilots themselves, commercial pilots. One of them's flown the A320 for an airline, and they were both or are both simulator engineers in the Royal Air Force in a civilian capacity and now uh, for simulator adventures. So their pedigree and history in developing simulators is one of the reasons why we found parts are very high quality, the sceneries of a very high quality, and they've used a lot of genuine aircraft parts like the Airbus side sticks, for example. So we, we found that the, the credibility of this simulator is there, not just from the simulator itself, but the, the owners bring a lot of that to the table. I guess, especially when you've got your own money at risk in a business, you, you really want to make that succeed the best you can. So we, I think we do see that difference in the sort of the owner-operator experience, which is common uh, with these sort of setups. Yeah, and just to cap off the, the scenery, there was a lot of movement, a lot of moving uh, scenery. So there was a guy pushing us back, giving us a wave off afterwards. Airport vehicles were moving around. There were cars on the roads. Uh, Lexus flew through some 
weather the clouds looked very good the terrain was accurate so it's a really good visual setup nice. on this simulator. And the the airports themselves are they were they a good uh, representation of uh, Manchester? I'm familiar with seven three days, but Birmingham, I'm afraid that I never saw that with IR under the hood. I thought both of them looked very authentic, actually. I mean, having been to Manchester quite a few times as a passenger, it certainly looked exactly how I expected it to look, uh, and I think uh, it was really good uh, scenery that they've clearly put on. I think that they obviously um, invested some time and money in making sure that the scenery looked good as well as the flight controls, as well as how it felt to, f- to fly. Okay, so the simulator, we spoke about the visuals, the uh, the components and things they've used. The venue itself, uh, Al, back to you, I guess. What's the location like? Easy to find? How was the setup inside? Uh, I think in your article you mentioned quite a nice step into the reception area and so forth. Yeah, absolutely. So we attended in the morning uh, about 10, half past 10. We actually didn't find it too difficult to find. A picture, a industrial unit in the centre of Manchester, a relatively new unit build was the impression we got uh, as we turned up. There was quite a bit of parking and yeah, finding the venue is quite easy. It's in Salford Quays in Manchester. It's very well signposted. Nice. And Parking outside and so forth. Easy to, uh, absolutely, easy to right outside, yeah. Right, and your general impression you, when you stepped inside, uh, you know, some of the simulators have got an excellent eye for detail and just building that uh, experience as soon as you walk, walk in the door. What, would, what was it like at Adventures? So as soon as we walked in, very clean, very modern, very crisp, and it was just a, a nice professional air about the venue itself. We walked through a corridor, and uh, lead you out into a reception area, which we like to see. We like to be greeted. There's some venues that we've turned up to where somebody meets you outside the door and you step straight in. So this was a a dedicated reception area, had a lounge area with real aircraft or ex-aircraft seats in there, which is quite a nice touch to sit on while you're waiting. And what was really nice is there's a separate briefing room with whiteboard chairs, facilities, and that's something else we like to see. So a very professional, a very clean, well-run venue from uh, the initial impression. Nice. Alexis, you, similar impression what you found when you went in? Yes, I think so. I think it was um, they'd obviously put some effort into trying to create a good environment for welcoming people in. Uh, I think as well, what I found impressive about the venue was when you walked into the large hall, almost where the simulator, simulator was, you have the large simulator which is on the um, full-motion stands and that's quite an impressive thing to see i think it does unfortunately lead to one minor disadvantage in doing it that way um, there isn't a great deal of room in the simulator for spectators to sit so in some of the simulators we've been to like jetsim school in peterborough for example there are ones where they have a cabin behind where if you come with a number of people they can sit in the cabin they can watch what's going on they can really feel like they're part of the experience with simulator adventures you can only have uh, a couple of people in the actual simulator. The rest can watch from the waiting area, though. Yeah, that's right. The waiting area's got a big, large TV uh, for spectators to sit on the aircraft seats and they can watch what's going on. But they did mention to us when they were there that they've got a cabin section on the way. As Alexis says, due to the limitation of it being on a motion platform, uh, you can't mount the cabin section directly behind the flight deck, but they were going to have it off to one side with the aircraft seats in it, with the TV actually in there. So it would still be a nice immersive environment, but it just won't be with the participant or with the pilot themselves. It'll be separately from that. 
No, that looked really nice. Yeah, I remember visiting the Jet uh, Jetsim School, and it's it's excellent having that cabin environment because obviously you can't have everyone in, in there at the same time. Elliot, you've kind of indicated one, I think, which is one of the key points and positives we've taken from it. It is a fairly new simulator, and it is already a really good simulator, but they're already looking at improvements and, and improving things and adding a cabin and adding other facilities as well. And that's always really encouraging to see that you have some an owner who wants to continue to improve that. Yeah, you're absolutely. This is a credit once again to the owners, so I can't sing their praises more highly enough. For, you know, we're welcomed very warmly, and they know their stuff. It's so evident, and the fact that it, you say exactly that it's a new simulator and it was brilliant, and they want to make additions to it as well. So that's a really nice thing to see, and I would fully expect to to go back in a year, maybe two years and almost see a completely different venue. It's going to constantly be updated and improved. That's nice, because I think one of the things that I may have spoken to you at the time was uh, when we visited, there was no uh, VATSIM or sort of uh, real weather uh, hookup due to, I think, broadband or bandwidth problems. That, that would be a nice area. We see that coming more and more, particularly with the VATSIM, as people want that sort of experience. Uh, I think one of our green pins recently over in Canada had that, and that was nice to see. I think it's a good addition to any simulator. I think if you want to go beyond just providing a simple half an hour experience, if you want to start to become more immersive, if you want to provide things like pilot flying clubs like Ascent, for example, and really give people more of a sense of the dynamism of of flying an aircraft with other aircraft nearby, with ATC and all the rest of it, being able to go in onto online onto that sim, having real time weather, those are all key things. And it was great to hear that although they didn't quite have that at the time we went, they were looking to implement those things as soon as they could. The final things that we normally look at with reviews are the staff and the business themselves. Uh, you chaps have already mentioned a warm welcome. They're very experienced from former careers, bringing that to the simulator world. Uh, anything else particularly about the staff or the business you wanted to highlight for our listeners to, uh, that were positives or areas of improvement? Yeah, something we were surprised to find considering the technical standard of the simulator was their, their website's quite basic. Not a lot of the information that you need is on there. So don't be put off by a basic website and uh, you know uh, the appearance of that. They have lots of offers you can book through the website, but best of all, you could just give them a quick phone call or an email where they'll be able to help you straight away. So don't be put off by a basic website. We, we do like to have a look at a website. We like to see social media all hooked up and a, a really nice polished performance. We think that's quite an easy win for a business. But uh, yeah, that's, that's just one thing that I, I was surprised at seeing compared to some other venues. Yeah, Alexis, anything for yourself you sort of took away from the experience? Um, yes, I think even with those slight deficiencies in the website design, I thought the communications with them was really good. I spoke to them and, and dealt with them arranging the venue and they were always very prompt and courteous in, in, t- in terms of dealing with us, which is not always something you see with some simulators. So that was great to see. I think in terms of the value for money that we saw and trying to make an assessment of that, To my mind, when I first looked at it without going there, having experience of other simulators around the UK, my gut instinct was it was slightly at the higher end of what was being charged for a simulator. However, I would say having been there, I came away in no doubt that I personally would be happy to put my hand in my pocket and pay for that simulator and probably will at some stage 
So value for money, I thought, was great. From just a, a short period from starting, I think they've clearly created, I think, one of the best simulators we have seen so far. I'd uh, be in complete agreement with that. It was a fantastic Airbus A320 simulator. Yeah, excellent. Well, I think that probably wraps up our chat about simulator adventures. Uh, a full review uh, written by Alexis and Elliot is on the website at simulatorreview.com. And we'll be bringing uh, another blue pin in a, well, another month or so. I think Delta 5 out in Brazil will be our next one up for review, which uh, yours truly uh, took part in. So uh, that is, this is probably the end of my pickers assignment. So uh, thanks very much. Alexis, back to you. Yeah, I, I have control, I think, at this stage. <laughs> Wrestle it back from Andrew. So, yes, thank you. Yeah. And uh, good discussion about Simulator. We really enjoyed going and visiting. Um, as Andrew mentioned, we'll have more episodes covering our Blue Pin feature reviews uh, later on, so do keep an eye out for those in the future. So, there you go. A chat about Simulator Adventures and their great A320 simulator. Have a look at the review on our site as well. There are some photos that we took when we visited, so you can see what it's like. Also, if you've been to Simulator Adventures, let us know what you think. You can add your comments to the review on our site, simulatorreview.com. We would love to hear what you thought, whether you enjoyed it, what your experience was like, and why. In our next episode, we'll start to have a look at one of the subjects covered by our articles on our site. And the subject will be, can you learn to fly an aircraft in 30 minutes? So tune in and find out whether you, we think you can. In the meantime, please do subscribe to our podcast. We're available on Apple, Google, Spotify, and quite a few other podcast services. And please leave us a star rating and review. Until next time, it's goodbye from me and goodbye from Andrew. Goodbye. And it's goodbye from Elliot. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to the Simulator Review Podcast. We would love your feedback, so please do comment and rate us. Please follow, share, like and subscribe on all our social media channels where you can see regular updates on new simulator listings and reviews as well as our latest articles. Until next time, happy simming. Happy simming.